We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, uh, plays those selections for us, and based on the songs that are played, uh, we're supposed to figure out clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of Midweek Movie Music. Uh, it took hard a little while. It's like supposed to be your movie, man. It See, is. So this is on you. It is on me. I, I'm so, so disappointed. I'm very, I was trying, so to, I was trying to be tricky, but still. You were tricky. Yeah. You were. That very first song, I was like, where it, was it's this? It's in a club scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is, uh, yeah. is this the club scene? Well, not, not this one, but the first one when he got into the fight? Yeah. That's why I said That's what I, I thought. I knew I said it's in a club. I could yeah. tell from yeah. the song. I was like, it was in a club. I just can't look. No, I, I specifically pulled an audible when I realized this movie came out Friday in 1995. So April 7th, 1995. See, I knew there was an anniversary coming so up. So it was. It That's- was that. And I saw that and I was like, I'm going to switch out what I was going to do. With this, and I thought, all right, I gotta make it hard enough that hard doesn't get it right off the bat. Yeah, well, yeah. you did a good job. You did a great job. Now that you bring it, now it's come full circle. I'm like, that was the fight scene in the bathroom. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, the gimme though. And this the, is where the softball. Yeah, the softball. That's what we were waiting for. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit. Yeah, I guess we both should have got it. I've seen that movie too many times oh, not to have gotten goodness. it myself. So it's part of our. I feel a little. It's sh- part of my hard knocks life. <laughs> Opening, yeah, no, you definitely should have got it because you, yeah, you've stated how much you love the movie. You put it in your opening, so yeah, uh, both Gosh. of us. That, that's why I could be confident when you said, "Have I seen it?" Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, why. I know you have. And he that's said it quick true. too. Yeah, yep, and I'm yep. surprised Specs text line didn't really get it. They either. didn't get it nope. either. Yeah. They didn't really get it either. Yep. So I'm surprised by that. Specs X line usually is a lot quicker than we are. All right. Uh, Specs X line 512 337 Great job by my man Patrick, as always. The midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie and the, the midweek movie music uh, comes from Bad Boys, the original. And are they coming out with another one of these? They things? are. I thought I saw one that more. somewhere. One more. Wow. One more. I'm all in. I like them. Yeah. I'm all in. I mean, I like them. They're not getting yeah. better. Not, they're not getting worse, but they're not getting better. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. exactly. Right. <laughs> they're not getting worse. Kind of getting... like John Wick. Nope, I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not disagreeing because I think John Wick is just some it's way better yeah. film franchise than Bad Boys. Not saying that at all. What I'm saying no. is the I haven't seen the last one. I've seen all the Bad Boys. The latest the latest reviews about John Wick is that it maybe it's better than the original and that uh, better than the previous John Wicks. But if it's not, then you're right. It is just like John Wick where, well, they're all the same. <laughs> yeah. It's not a drop-off, but it's definitely not 
better than the, the last one. Right. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And I will be front center when it comes out. Exactly. Yep. You're going to see it at the movies. I will see it at the movies. Yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, bad boys at the movies. That's what I mean. That's why you should have gotten this. Because you're a bad boys at the I movies kind of guy. Multiple times. I'm a bad boy. Stream it when it first hit the <laughs> streaming platform. <laughs> bad boys. Hey, I'll get to that when I get some time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of, but no, no, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm look, as soon as it hits the streaming platform, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this this weekend. My weekend is made because yep. Bad Boys is finally available. So I do look forward to it. And you know, we got post slap Will Smith. Yeah, so yep, that's yep. also I've been I've, I've been I've been watching all the post slap Will Smith. If stuff. they if the line <laughs> keep so and so out of your mouth is not in this movie anyway, oh, <laughs> they missed it. Come on, you know what? No, no, he wouldn't do it. I know. Hey, Martin would. Martin would. <laughs> I'll say Martin would. They're too close. Yeah, Martin would do it. they too close to each other. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. Martin been butt naked in the middle of a street. Okay, I he know, would do but it. But I don't think, because Will doesn't want to be the villain on this thing. He he doesn't. You can tell. Yeah. He wants to kind of forget about That's it. A good he, point. he doesn't want to be the villain on it. He could just decide, you know, because he's acting again, so he could yeah, just do yeah, it. Yeah. And he was in, I think the last, was it, what was it, Emancipation? Uh, Emancipation. Emancipation. I saw that. I want to see all the Will Smith post-slap movies because I want to see if he's a better actor post-slap than pre-slap. Yeah. Yeah, I think he. I think he's gonna be a better actor post slap. Yeah, because he's, he's gonna got get more, really into his character. He's got more depth. Yeah, he's gonna get really into. You know what it, I mean? Even when, more so. Yeah, when you go into you know get into acting and they want to get really into their roles yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it helps to have <laughs> some tragedy to try to fall back on, and now he can kind of fall back on being a villain. He's always been beloved most of his. I like it. His life. I like it. Now he's used to being. You know, now not used to it, but now he's got a kind of a new. Yeah, kind of. He got a, a new leaf, if you will, as an actor because he is vilified for the first time in his life. I like it. So we'll see. Anyway, random conversation there. He is definitely vilified. He's vilified now. Like yeah. he was. When was the last time Will Smith was hated or disliked? He's always been beloved. When he was the Will Smith in Fresh Prince, he was when he was the Fresh Prince. That's when I hated him. Well, you. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you hated him. That's different. That's how everybody else does it. When you, when you hated him. I just liked him when he, when I, when gangster rap got popular. And I was like, I'm not listening to that PG-13 rap. Never listen to about, that. Again. Yeah, I'm not listening to that. My parents don't understand. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give Will Smith some uh, some props. So he did make the transformation. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some more off the record stuff a little bit later on in off the record. What you got coming up for the people on Hearts Knock Life? I'm going to talk about. The a documentary I watched last night about Reggie uh, Jackson. It was a lot deeper and a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. Speaking of streaming platforms. Yeah, there you go. Where'd you Amazon. 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 There you go. Amazon uh, Prime. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Uh, all right. So we'll talk about that coming up in Hard Knock Life. Let's get to these uh, some Longhorn-related stories. Got a couple of stories I want to hit here. So in rap report through this out there is good news for DeMarvio and Overshown. Also, I saw Buck. Was it Bucky Brooks? Did you see that? Bu- Bucky Brooks had something to say about DeMarvio and Overshown, too. Uh, that was positive. I mean, positive. Uh, and he was on, positive. He, yeah, he was on like a podcast or a show, and they were talking about uh, the draft and talking about defensive prospects. But anyway, I digress. Getting to it. In rap report, at rap sheet, he said, quote, more vision. Visits. Um, he pointed out on his more visits tweet, uh, Texas linebacker DeMarvin Overshone visited the Cowboys yesterday mm-hmm. and has the Dolphins, Texans, Falcons, Cardinals, and Broncos as well. Mm-hmm. So, man, DeMarvin Overshone, I think, is a pretty popular prospect because I, I think a lot of NFL teams now want to invest in 
as some form of positionless football, they're not going to go all, they're not going to major in it. Um, but having certain players like DeMarvin Overshawn, who do have that hybrid skill set, a guy that's that moved from safety to linebacker, and he can run sideline to sideline, and he's only been playing linebacker yeah. for about three years. And was hesitant. To be the linebacker. Good point. So yeah. now he's been a willing linebacker yes. for two years. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a great point. Yep. So I think he's got a lot of upside, too, because I don't think that's a good point. He hasn't been a willing linebacker for no. that long. And now that he's fully invested in being a linebacker, I think there's a lot of potential meat uh, on that bone for yeah. a guy like DeMarvin Overshone. I don't know if he's going to start immediately for you and be that kind of guy, but he's a project for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. But I think a project that could pay huge dividends in year two or three for an NFL team because uh, he's got tremendous upside. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think uh, you you always talk about positionless football, and a lot of people don't want to say that word, but you you make <laughs> you, you make sure you get it out there. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about it is his versatility. I mean, the guy can mm-hmm. run sideline to sideline. He was a natural safety at one point when he when he was one of the top recruits to come to the University of Texas, then he put on the weight to become that linebacker. And I think just his ability to to move freely is going to be his biggest asset. When when he first got moved to the linebacker position, I kept thinking of Cam Chancellor. That's who I kept thinking about. I was like Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor. Even though Cam Chancellor was a lot biz- bigger. He was bigger. And a little bit more physical, I don't know too. if he was taller, but he was thicker. thicker. He was yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. yeah but and I kept looking at DeMarvian Overshawn and saying, this could be you. That should be the selling point. And I believe, uh, what was no, I was going to call him David Ash, Chris Ash. Mm-hmm. I believe he was the one that was talking to him about that and kind of leaning on him and saying, dude, this could be your position. This could be who you can become because you have those freakish abilities. And that is what I was looking at. And now with with the emergence of what he was able to do and being able to be on the field, all four downs is a big thing in the NFL. Honestly, man, you might be closer to it. It says here, looking at DeMar, oh, sorry, Cam Chancellor, just looking at Wikipedia, 6'3", 225. Yeah. And then he made a play between two thirty, but Marvin Overshones is right around there. He is. He's right around there. So yep. I didn't realize he was that close to it. Yeah, yep. that's a nice little comp, though. I like that because the NFL is moving to a pace and space league. Yep. Um, yes, there can be teams that take that take advantage of his inability to take on blocks or his lack of uh, technique when having to uh, take on a block, but. Still, I think for the most part in a pace and space league, he's going to have more reps where he's at an advantage rather than a disadvantage. Yep. And disadvantage, he'd be a team that wants to play bully ball against the Marvin Overshone. Then maybe they can – and I think actually he can improve on being a run defender as well. He actually did this past season, but his strength is going to be in pass coverage. Yep. And that's what Hard is talking about, never having to leave the field, which means all you got to do is turn him into a serviceable run defender. Right. Turn to us, or put put some war daddies in front of them, some big, you know, nasty D tackles in front of them, mm-hmm. like Texas had this past year, and then you'll get the best version of Demarvin Overshone too. Right. So I see the upside. I'm hoping. I know it sounds crazy. I'm hoping the Cowboys actually see the upside because Dan Quinn likes them. Yes. Dan Quinn has visited with Demarvin Overshone multiple times, and even Ian Rappaport admits here they got another visit with the Cowboys. So I, and Dan Quinn, nobody specializes and majors in positionless football on defense mm-hmm. like Dan Quinn. 
He's been brilliant with it. And even going back to his time in Atlanta, he was experimenting with it around 2019 with Devondre Campbell, but now with Michael Parsons, with J. Run Curse and Donovan Wilson, those three safety packages. Nobody runs more three safety personnel, big nickel, big, uh, big nickel and big dime than Dan Quinn. So a lot of hybrid defenders. Hell, at one time you had Keanu Neal on there. Uh, yep. uh, uh, Makuyamu also kind of fits in that hybrid mode. And they'll draft again. They'll draft another guy like that because Sam Williams is kind of a hybrid guy too. Mm-hmm. They'll draft another guy like that in this draft on defense. They just it's just a Dan Quinn, uh, really kind of a theme, if you will. Um, it's part of his ideology as a defensive coordinator now, and I love it by the way. And yeah. Dar- Demarvin Oshon fits it to a T. He does to a capital T. But will Jerry bite that bullet and draft the Longhorn? Uh, I, you know what? I, I said this before. I think all the Longhorns this year, and I don't say this every year. I haven't said it ever, actually. They all actually, all the draftable prospects fit the Cowboys' needs. Yeah. They all do. The Cowboys could use, I just it broke down Marvin Oshon. They definitely could use a Bijan. Matter of fact, all of the, the, the odds makers and all of the draft simulators have the Cowboys taking B. John Robinson. Hello. I don't know if they're going to take him, but at least they agree it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Rojo, if you skip B. John, you want to get a good running back in the fourth round that could potentially be a starter for you? Rojo also fits. Kendra Coburn fits because they just signed Jonathan Hankins, who basically does the same job as uh, the plunger. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about we can't trade Coburn. Yeah, every, team, every team could use a Coburn. So they definitely could use a Coburn, one of those wide-body D- run-stuffing D-tackles. And who am I missing? Overshawn. Overshawn. I just broke down Overshawn. Yeah, so, that's what I was saying. Yeah. But yeah, 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 Sorry, thank you. Or uh, yeah. Ojemon. Yeah, uh, you Ojemon, about, actually. Yeah, yeah Ojemon. Yeah. They could use Ojemon, yeah. too. A pass-rushing, mm-hmm. penetrating D-tackle who is a hybrid. He is. Plays inside and plays outside. He can Boom. do both. That's there you right. Go. So they all, honestly, they all fit the Cowboys. They do. They, mm-hmm. they can take any of those guys, and I would not be surprised. Yeah, I, I think Overshawn, we've definitely seen, it, they're at least in what the insiders are getting word of, that he's moving up boards, because we saw across stations and platforms, mm-hmm. more and more people started talking about him early this week. That's true. You're right. And you just kind of saw it, and I saw Ryan Clark put up a thing that the te- that the Cowboys needed to get him, and Lewis Reddick said that the, te- the Texans needed to get him, and like all these people are saying, "Oh, yeah. you need to go get this guy." So clearly, he's raising up draft boards right now, which means he's probably going to get in that second round. Now he could easily slide in that second round. He's he's looking around third, but mm-hmm. he's it seems like he's going to go day two. So a lot of buzz. A good point. Yeah. You're right about that. About that buzz. He's got to get. It. Lamar Jackson. He's got an agent working for him. Yep. It's pretty obvious. And he's working real there hard now. Because he's got it. You're right. I mean, I've been hearing his name a lot just coming up. Yeah. Like, we didn't hear much about it for a while. It was like Senior Bowl. Yeah. He did well. And then it died back off. Combine, he did okay, but nothing that really set him out among. He wasn't one of those guys that got set apart at the Combine. And mm-hmm. then in the last week, his name has come up across a lot of platforms as all of a sudden now a name. That people need to pay attention to. Yeah, that's a great point because I I've heard it on multiple platforms. I'm like, man, what's it? And it, it, obviously, here's another one uh, coming yep. up again. So he, whoever his agent is is working it's real working hard. Working real hard. Working. That's a. Hey, that's yep. that's why you have one. That's Lamar. right. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come on, Lamar. Come on, Lamar. Uh, we got Lamar Jackson news actually coming up a little bit later on, but uh, let's get back to Texas football conversation. So uh, there's a great article that I was reading uh, over at Hookem Headlines about four players uh, winning position battles this spring for. Texas. I want to get into it because these are names that have come up consistently for Texas all uh, offseason. And I think it's a good thing that you're hearing so many I'm not going to say names that we had given up on, uh, but names that are seems like they're a surprise 
to hear as guys who are contending for spots. Keaton Crawford is probably the the top name that has been the biggest surprise this year in the offseason. Like his name has come up unsolicited by Steve Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. It has come up from multiple insiders at multiple sites about a guy who's making plays in the offseason consistently. And it was from the start, even now, even most recently, you're still hearing his name come up. Sark said he blocked a kick, uh, something yep. like that, the other day. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those guys, too, that he, it's I don't know what role they're going to have for him during the season. I'm sure that's something that will be solidified later. But there's no question he has now provided this team with depth at that safety position. Because right. now you got three guys who potentially you could look at as starters for you at, as a safety position. Yeah. If, if Keaton Crawford's having that kind of offseason, which. Putting a lot of pressure on people, right? Yeah. Well, the starter's going to be Jaron Thompson and Jalen Catalan when yeah. he comes back, but knock on wood, Jalen Catalan's got an injury history. So you're going to need three starting you're safeties. You definitely need it. Yeah. And if he's one, that's Keaton Crawford's doing the damn thing. And by the way, it makes sense. Because the ball, really, the the ball that he's played now on defense. Because uh, I think on, in high school he was an offensive player, but he, he switched from cornerback to safety, and this is his fourth year, I believe. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. That now, same system, now playing uh, uh, the same position, not having to switch positions or switch sides of the ball. That he's finally getting a comfort, and now that. His football acumen and IQ are starting to catch up with his skill set. And he's a high-level athlete, one of the fastest guys on the team, too. And we remember we had the conversation with Bijan. Bijan was the first one to throw his name Mm -hmm. out there about his speed. That's very true. He said if I had a track team, he was going to be on it. He'd be that dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's paying huge dividends for him. Uh, But other guys on this uh, list, David Bendis, the first guy that appeared on this list. Um, And Hart is another guy. Been hearing about him all offseason. And I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I don't have faith that David Ben is going to win the starting job opposite Jillian Ford. But. but exactly. <laughs> but if he does, right. that would be a tremendous um, benefit to the overall depth on defense. Because then you could be talking about those younger guys, you know, not having to be thrown into the fire so early and giving right. those young guys some time to develop. Who have a, they have a higher ceiling, of course, than a guy like David Binder. But David Binder's played a lot of football. I mean, he's got on his – he's talking about another senior. Yeah, super senior. Super no, I don't, senior. I don't know if he's super. Well, right. it he's seems been like around, that. He's been around it for a minute. Like that. And he's been on both sides of the football. You're right I mean, about he's that, done, too. He's done offense. He's done defense. But him being able to go out there – and, again, I, I brought this up a little bit yesterday, but when you have – the mindset of listening to the same coach's uh, instructions, uh, the game plan, Mm -hmm. and have a better grasp of it because you're not trying to learn something new. You're trying to enhance what you already know. And that is what I think a lot of these young or older players now who have been in the system, have gone through the ups and downs, have been taught by the other players about how to play that position, going in, spending more time on film, just doing those little things to put yourself there because we can tell you everything, right? We can tell you this is what we expect. This is how it needs to be done. But if you don't go in and put the work into it Mm -hmm. and you go and research and do the things, see yourself on film to correct some of the stuff, that's the biggest difference to me. If you can do it that way, everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I think when you're building a defense, hell, when you're building an offense too, I, my, if I was an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, my goal would be just try, how do I get my best 11 players on the field 
more 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 oftentimes than not. Like, right. how can I keep those guys on the field the with the most frequency? That would be how I start building identity of my offense right. or defense. And I think for Texas this year, like I said, I'm, if David Bender shows up and he's the man, if he's your guy, then great. Um, but your strengths right now are your interior D line and your interior D line and your really your secondary right now. Um, looks like you got a lot of depth there in your yep, secondary. You got a lot of depth there. Right? You're Jade Barron, mm-hmm. you're Ryan Watts. Now they're talking about Gavin Holmes yep. and Terrence Brooks competing for that cornerback spot out there. You might have three star safeties. I wonder, they never played a lot of dime last year, which is six DBs. I do wonder if you'll see more because you got depth there. It's going, just building the defense on where you have the depth, a dime package with four de- defensive linemen in that package with Jalen Ford. Right. And a safety that can play in the box, a physical, some physical safeties that can play in the box. I'm not saying for every down, but just those, well, uh, can, those, can, those second and mediums or yeah. those, those, yeah, those yeah. second and shorts, third and mediums, third and third and long. I mean, those might be packages that could really help you in more predictable situations. No doubt about it. And I think you you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. You at least have to try it. If everybody's just, expo- if everybody's improving this much and you want to get guys on the field that can make plays, the one thing that you cannot teach is speed. Man. And if you have speed on the field, it decreases a lot of issues that you might have. Yeah, they might they definitely need to go in there and make sure they know how to tackle. I get that. They got to come in mm-hmm. and smash like Kenny said, smash some face. Smash some face. <laughs> but at least you have them cutting down those angles and the pursuit is going to be totally different. We saw that last year. The pursuit on the defense was totally different than years before mm-hmm. where everybody was getting to the football. So we can say we saw the improvement in that area for sure. Uh, another guy that's come up that's also in this article, Ethan Burke. Um, he makes this list. Uh, Mo Blackwell, going back to that linebacker spot opposite Jalen Ford. Uh, that's another guy that's mm-hmm. been uh, playing really well. And uh, A.D. Mitchell. Uh, also on this list. I think the wide receiver is also going to be a deep position. We've talked about that too. Um, and A.D. Mitchell, um, you know, he can be a great insurance policy uh, with those wide receivers if Isaiah Nayor doesn't come back uh, 100% or he's not ready to go and or if, you know, you have knock on wood, right. um, some regression like you had last year from one of the wide receivers. But we know now that was because of an injury. So, uh, all right, let's get to your heart to knock life. What you got for the people? We're going to talk a little bit about Reggie Jackson, his past, and what he's done since he's got out of uh, the limelight, so to speak. And I think my man Patrick is excited about that as well. All right, uh, we'll <laughs> get into that, break it down a little bit, a uh, little movie review about uh, yeah. my man Hart's right coming up next, right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to Midweek Movie 
music theme edition of Ball Don't Lie, and the theme was Bad Boys. You just heard it. Mike, you are dealing with some emotional issues. (laughs) One of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, My man Patrick got us stumped early, but we figured it out in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, It's your boy Harbaugh Hards. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hards. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, the man behind the glass that's twisting it up every single day and keeping us on our toes at It's Patrick Davis. You can also be a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I wanted to get into this documentary that I got a chance to watch. Um, For those that are baseball fans and have been around the game for quite some time and those that aren't baseball fans but are kind of novice when it comes to the game, you sit there and you remember the name Reggie Jackson. If you haven't paid attention to it, he is he is the original Mr. October. Um, Derek Jeter ended up being Mr. November because the season started getting a little bit longer. But he was uh, one of the most, I would say, either popular and controversial players in the baseball game in the early years. No question. And, and it's funny to me because – I've been around Reggie Jackson before. Um, He told one of my good friends, Cliff Floyd. Cliff Floyd had this bat, and it was a C-271, one of the thinner bats, more of a second base. Ken Griffey Jr. swung a C-271. A-Rod swung a C-271. And Cliff was trying to swing a C-271, but Cliff Cliff was like 6'4", 6'5", like 230, (laughs) and he had this bat, and Reggie walked up to him and was like, what you going to do, pick your teeth with that thing? <laughs> you, you need to get a grown man back. Got a medium out there, Exactly, because <laughs> Reggie was swinging some big lumber back yeah. in the day, some heavy some heavy lumber hmm. back in the day. But I, when I saw this documentary come across my uh, screen, I was like, you know what, I got to watch that. Because if Reggie Jackson is hmm. doing something, because Reggie tries to stay out of the way. he You, you don't hear much from Reggie unless – some people come directly to him to talk. He's not going out of his way to have these conversations. And I thought it was interesting because when you hear Reggie Jackson speak in a lot of these interviews, if you get this opportunity to watch this, he's very articulate. He's very direct. He is is no nonsense. He's Mm -hmm. not giving you fluff. He is letting you know exactly where you stand and where he stands and where he sees himself <laughs> you know he's he said you know he, he basically told you i'm not gonna apologize for being good mm-hmm. and i'm definitely gonna do what i do because i can do what i do swag so he definitely was one of those guys and when he would hit home runs he would drop the bat immediately i mean he would just flip it and it was so so awesome to watch him play That's and he had nobody that little, was flipping right and he That's had that it. jog and he had yeah. that jog when he was running the bases and he meant business all yeah. about it. And, and you better not try to throw, throw some you, retaliation no, at him. No, you didn't want none of them he, hands because he, he was coming, that dude. He's trying to throw at you too, and man. And it's funny that you yeah. say that, Rob, because he was a football player first. That makes sense. He was a football player. And he was being recruited by yeah. everybody. He had Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma all were trying to get Reggie Jackson to be a part of their squad. That makes sense. And it's, it's, it's a real – I'm going to say it's not as – heartwarming as facing Nolan. Like the facing Mm. Nolan was more about Nolan Ryan's wife, Ruth, you know, about how she kept sentimental perspective. It it was definitely a lot of sentimental value in facing Nolan. There's no sentimental value (laughs) in this. 
It's raw. It's uncut. I like that. It is to the point of the time that he was drafted going to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. where he didn't want to be because of the riots that had happening, the bombings in Birmingham. Uh, it was a tough, tough time for Reggie Jackson and the players that were with him. Uh, some of his friends were, were um, Raleigh Fingers mm. was there with him. And the, the, it, it takes you to a dark period of, of the black African-American athlete and what they were having to go mm. through. Uh, we all know the story of, of um, Jackie Robinson and what he went through in the very beginning of the color bear. Well, it was still happening even once he got there. And it seemed even more intense during that time. And he was very standoffish when it came to certain things. And, you know, the media, imagine that, media had a lot of roles in mm-hmm. some of the things that was being written about Reggie without people actually getting to know Reggie. And his biggest battle came from within his own locker room and with Billy Martin. His biggest battles were against his mm-hmm. manager because his manager didn't like him and, and didn't. it was one of those, I didn't want him on my team type of deal. Jeff Fisher-esque, a if great, you will. A great player. I just didn't want right. him on my I team. I didn't want him on my team nice. because of uh, the way he carried himself and the way he was about it. He was he had flash, and he didn't think he was worth all the money, and he was like, I'm worth all the money. Yeah, yeah. And he was on a team with Vita Blue and Vita Blue and Charlie Finley, who was the owner of the Oakland A's at the time. And if you know anything about Charlie Finley, he was a very cheap owner. <laughs> and he didn't feel like players should be making this amount of money and doing all these different things. And Reggie was trying to buck the system, but Vita Blue tried to buck the system before that because he put up great numbers. He he was uh, a leader. He was an um, ERA leader. He mm-hmm. won the Cy Young, and he was uh, an AL MVP. He was a three-time World Series champion. And – he was trying to get more money, and the dude was like, nah, matter of fact, I want you to take a pay cut, even with those wow. great numbers. And that's where disrespect, the man. disrespect Come was on. happening. <laughs> and that's when Kurt Flood started going after and saying that everybody needs to be able to be a free agent mm-hmm. at those times. And But the Reggie Jackson story about who he is and where he came from and his father and his mother and the divorce and how he went to live with his dad and his dad was a former um a former negro league player. Oh, that's interesting. I but he wasn't that. making any money. Yeah. So he was a tailor as well. Mm. And he got arrested as a bootlegger cuz he was trying to make money. Man. You know what I'm saying? So there were so many different things and so when you look at Reggie and the standoffishness and the way he was about certain things, it wasn't because of he didn't he didn't want to like people. Mm. He just saw where people treated him and he wanted to make sure that he nobody treated him like that. So it was it, it was a very, very interesting, hard, hard story to watch just because of the game itself. Yep. Because of the things that he went through, um, obviously Hank Aaron was in there, and he was a big mm-hmm. influence in uh, Reggie's life. And they got a chance. Hank was still in this documentary, and they got a chance to talk. And Reggie truly didn't want to make the documentary. 
He did not want to do it, but he felt it was at that time in his life that he needed to truly tell his story Agreed. about what's going on and what he saw during that time. And he even brought it back to today. He was like, we're still having to go through some of the same things today as I went through and, and uh, Hank Aaron went through with the hate mail mm-hmm. and all these different things that were going on. Joe yeah, DiMaggio man. was his hitting coach at one time, and Joe <laughs> DiMaggio loved him. That's Joe that's loved awesome. him. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it's it's amazing. Hmm. Dr. J was one of his best friends, so they leaned on each other a lot and talked to him. Dr. J said flat out, I ain't even like baseball. I liked Reggie Jackson, though. Huh. So I would watch the game because of Reggie Jackson. He played with that kind of flair. Exactly. And swag. That swag. Yep. And he carried himself at a very, very high level. So – if I were you and you wanted to do some archive and, and really know the history of mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson, and I'm telling you, the arguments that he had with Billy Martin are legendary. I bet. Are legendary. And all Reggie wanted to do was go out there and play ball and mm-hmm. do his thing and be able to, to, to be liked in his own clubhouse. And there were times where he wasn't even liked in his own clubhouse. So get do yourself a favor. Take the time. Look at Amazon Prime. Watch this documentary. It's about 108 minutes. It's it's and it's well, well worth it. Well, well worth it. Now Reggie's working for the Houston Astros. Ghost Rose. There you go. He's working in the front office with the Astros and doing a great job there. Today they mm-hmm. gave uh, uh, Miguel Cabrera a. Uh, a big old bottle of champagne, like one of the biggest bottles I've ever seen of champagne. <laughs> and they gave him a cowboy hat, and Reggie was out there with them with the presentation because of what Miguel Cabrera has meant to the the baseball world. So, wow, Miggy's retiring this year. But Reggie Jackson, if it's called Reggie. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm. And do yourself a favor and take the time to watch that. Yeah, Texas said they wore 44 because of Reggie. Yep. Yeah, he was. I mean, I, I, there are certain – uh, all-time great athletes who they played the game with such a flair and with you know almost with a kind of dramatic appeal. Exactly. And he was one of those guys. He he's he's an entertainer. Um, yeah. And I'm with you on that. I could I could understand during that time. Hell, even some of the stuff he did during this time would be considered a yes. little bit salacious oh, and polarizing back then. Oh, especially. I mean, he was uh yeah, he was a he was a pioneer in a lot yep. of respects. Yeah. Uh but yeah, his swag is Oh my uh, goodness. It's infamous. I mean it's <laughs> Oh my goodness. Everybody it's iconic. Yeah, it is. It definitely Reggie is. Jackson. That's yeah. a good stuff. All right, I might check that out this yeah, weekend. You did, you I'm gonna be some to. uh appointment watching this weekend. Yeah. All right, we come back. We got a couple of off the record stories we gotta get to. Man, if this Larsa Pippen story is true, this woman <laughs> needs to be stopped. Somebody <laughs> needs to step in and they need to stop this intervention. I don't care. By force, something needs to stop this. We'll get into that. Also, uh, Stormy Daniels, she might be the happiest person uh, after hearing about President Trump's indictment. We'll explain that on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful number. DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a day break, they ain't cold. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of 
off the record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, okay, so President Trump obviously is dealing with some uh, some serious charges, uh, 34 felony criminal charges. He has pled not guilty, of course, to those. Um, and that has been big topic of the conversation. Prosecutors alleging that uh, President Trump sought to undermine the 2016 election through hush money scheme with payouts and made to women who claim they had extramarital affairs. That's the part that's really, really salacious. And one of the women um, that has been uh, alleged to be one of these uh, women uh, that President Trump paid off is Stormy Daniels, the porn star, um, the adult film star, she probably would rather me say, than porn star. Uh, she has um, a lot of her work on the adult website, Pornhub. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Um, but a lot of her work is up there. So a lot of people who are unfamiliar with Stormy Daniels were paying attention to the obviously the indictment and all of the uh, the headlines from uh, yesterday having to do with President Trump. So <laughs> apparently her searches on Pornhub uh, increased more than uh, 650,000 searches on Tuesday. And apparently her the average for her for the first three months of the year, her average worked out basically that was that ended up being a thirty two thousand thirty two thousand percent increase <laughs> in the normal Stormy Daniels searches on that particular adult website. I'm sure on other adult websites, maybe it was the same thing. I guess a lot of people did not know they weren't familiar with her work and they want <laughs> to go see uh, why she was so famous. And then they figured it out. There you go. Hey, now. Uh, he said, uh, diving deeper into the numbers by 1 p.m. Eastern, as people were waiting for uh, President Trump's motorcade to arrive at the Manhattan Criminal Court, uh, the adult website, uh, website Pornhub says stormy searches were six times their normal level, which obviously during the middle of the day, I'm hoping people are not just going to that adult website in the middle of the day. Maybe they are. I figure they got better things to do, but I think they were just curious, like, oh, who is this lady? And then they, even at work, you yeah. work where not, not safe. You're not supposed to be searching for that kind of stuff at work, people. Not safe. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, so there you go. That's a, a salacious story. There. Here's another salacious story, and that's why I, this lady, Larsa Pippen, like I said, she's got to be stopped. Now, I have actually watched her. She's on the Real Housewives of Miami, mm -hmm. and my wife watches some of that stuff. And I remember we talked about her recently when she was on the Real Housewives of Miami, and she claimed that her. And on the reunion, she claimed that her and Scottie Pippen, every day they were married, they had sex. Did she say four times? It was four, four times. times. Four yeah. times yes. every day. Even when they were every night, every 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 night, day, whatever. I mean, that twenty-four hour period, they, they were had traveling sex. together. Yes, they traveling. Yep. I'm, I'm sure they had sex during the day too. They can't yeah, say yeah, that's why the night threw me off because I was like, night, that's it's specific. a short time period. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get a little afternoon delight in there too. Oh, was the sundown? Yeah, we gotta get started. Yeah, you gotta get some waking bacon up in there. You know what I'm saying? In there too. Anyway, but. Uh, she claimed four times a day, and people have tried to, you know, refute that. But she's standing strong. She's like, no, we did it four times a day, and I guess Scotty feels really good about himself right now because uh, that's a hell of a compliment for Scotty. Good for you, Scotty. Uh, and that was without the blue chew, Harch. Man, uh, that is that is amazing. <laughs> so here's another story. This is just for rumor because remember she's dating Michael Jordan's son now. Yeah. Marcus Jordan. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Grodan. <laughs> Great boomerang reference. Full circle there for those go. who haven't been listening. A uh, little Eartha Kit there for you. That's well right. done. Uh, okay, so apparently this is a story that's out there. I, uh, Black Sports Online uh, had it out there, but it's making the rounds. So uh, apparently Larsa Pippen has been out here uh, <laughs> the last few years. She's been kind of wild, but Media Take media Takeout just spoke with a producer from Larsa's hit TV series, The Real Housewives of Miami, and she told them something that, at least rumored to have told them something that's crazy. According to the producer, Larsa has been telling folks behind the scenes that she is planning on marrying Michael Jordan's son, Marcus. Mm. And it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> this is According great. to this video takeout story, oh, hard just is good, man. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you sent this to the crew. Larsa said that when they get married, she's going to hyphenate her name so that she'll be Larsa mm. Pippen Jordan. Come on, man. Come on, man. There you go. What I you mean, say now? Come on, guys. Come you got to give it up for this woman. You're talking about the long game. She is a game. She's playing the long game. Did Tony Kukoc got any kids? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody find Dennis Rodman. What is it? For real. Oh, my goodness. She want the whole crew. She want everybody wow. in there. That's unbelievable, guys. She want everybody. Yeah, Lots if the Golden State Warriors Jordan. start getting coached bad, we know Steve Kerr's been involved. Oh, that is wow. <laughs> that would be the ultimate stunt right there. Yeah. I mean, what do we do? I don't even know what we do. You about just that. roll with it. Sound <laughs> <laughs> stuff now, bro. Michael Jordan it. would put the kibosh on this. Michael Jordan wouldn't let this happen. He has to, right? No, he wouldn't I, let. I've this never happen. seen him. I don't know if you. How many people I know have hyphenated their last name with a name that wasn't theirs? Like so, a name by marriage with another name by marriage. Uh, that's a good point. I don't because normally the hyphen sure is your happens. family name with the new family name. I don't know how many <laughs> hyphenated with two marriages. I just don't know. Maybe that's the thing now. I feel like normally the man would be like, hey, so you're taking my name. Could you get rid of the other man's name? Yeah, she's breaking a lot of rules, though. And She is. That, I mean, just a the lot of them. dating the son of forward teammates is a little violation of the G code right there. But dating someone you've probably known since they were a child, also not great. At the birth. At the birth. Think that's, about that. There's a lot of things wrong with this story. Yeah. That's why I'd say the hyphenated name, that's that's the least of the creepy things that's going on mm-hmm. here. But I'll admit, if I'm Michael Jordan, I can't let this happen to the I can't let the Jordan name be associated with this. Yeah. I mean he lets it be associated with the Hornets. Uh, oh <laughs> that bow. Ah, I like that. Well, you wanna that. rumble with the bee, <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh no, I like that, but I, he can't let this happen. He he's like, Man, you can date her, but you can't, you know, we can't make it official. She cannot get my name. Yeah, bro. we can't have the we can't have the Jordan name officially. You on can it. take Pippin's name, son. You ain't done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that, seriously, that's that means, yeah, that's how that's you good. own them. Yeah, she, she wants to she wants to keep it anyway, and that's, yeah. that's how you do it. Stay hype with that. Wow, uh, there you go. All right, some salacious gossip for you uh, on off the record. All right, we come back. We'll get into NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Bryce Young scores a really high score on a cognition test that apparently may vault him up to the top quarterback in the draft. Uh, Mac Jones on the trade block. Should the Cowboys trade for Cedric Wilson? Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers, and yes, the Ravens have admitted that a first-round quarterback is indeed in consideration for them this year. We'll talk about all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.